Hello and welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm John Forche and today my guest is Eden Elder, licensed broker with Equity Colorado Real Estate, working in the Denver metro area. Hi Eden, thanks for joining me. Hi John, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's start with just talking about your background a little bit. How did you come into real estate? Yeah. Um, I am a retired chief executive in corporate America. I've been in IT and in HR and strategy. And uh, I've definitely become more and more frustrated over the years with a lack of customer service and a lack of people care in general, you know, as well as with the inability to change this, even at the highest level. And this frustration partly led to my decision to retire, as well as the ages of my children. My husband and I raised five of them, and, and they need me home. But I am not very good at sitting at home, and so I decided that a secondary career in real estate could provide me with the flexibility I needed, while at the same time being able to do me, you know, offering the very highest levels of customer service and caring deeply and genuinely about people without worrying about the bottom line. Hmm. And, and what was the draw of real estate for you? Well, it's a sales job, right? And, and I can sell. And it's also a relationship business. And I enjoy building relationships, very much so, actually. It, uh, it can be challenging, which keeps me from being bored. But at the same time, it's not brain surgery. So to sum it up, it's, it's easy, it's fun, it's different every day. Uh, it keeps me engaged, and I like that. Um, so Okay, so you mentioned the lack of people care in the corporate world. What, <laughs> what do you mean by that? So in the corporate world, in the end, John, it's all about the bottom line. And even when companies say and, and write in statements on their website that we care about people and it's all about people, it, it really still isn't. They don't, and as an yeah. HR, as a chief HR officer at my last few jobs, it was heartbreaking to realize that even at that level, I was not allowed to make the changes that were necessary to really care about our people. And it just bothered me. Yeah. And how do you bring that into your real estate business? Well, I can be me, yeah, right? And I am about people. It's not so much when I was younger. I think, you know, I'm, I'm approaching the big 5-0, and I'm seriously, my, my priorities have changed all around. And so when I was younger, I was only interested in climbing the corporate ladder and see what I could do for myself. And mm -hmm. now my priorities have changed altogether, and, and I'm thinking about that, you know, that second part of life and, and what legacy am I going to leave behind and when you think about it, what really the only thing that matters is is relationships. It's connecting with people. Um, so I hope to, I hope that that shows in my real estate transactions. Yeah, that's great. So, did your personal experiences investing in and buying real estate factor into your decision to enter the industry? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can truly say I've been there. I've done that. Mm -hmm. um, I've bought many houses. I've sold many houses. I've been a landlord, and I hate to say it, but I've been a slumlord, too. Uh, I've, I've done it all. I think my personal experiences allow me to relate to my clients and, and mentor them through the process. I also think it's, it makes it easier, right, to be that trusted resource for your clients. When I first started investing in real estate, I was in awe of my realtors. You know, they knew so much and I knew nothing. Uh, I really needed to trust them and rely on them to make sound financial decisions for myself. And uh, as years passed and the amount of real estate transactions increased, it started occurring to me that I could probably do this, you know, maybe myself. Yeah. <laughs> and great. so here I am. So do you think that your previous careers gave you any kind of advantage in real estate? Sure. I, I think we owe it to ourselves to learn valuable lessons from every experience we have in life. 
and uh, previous careers are obviously good examples for learning these lessons. Besides having learned technical skills and the also important problem solving and decision making skills, and I've learned a lot about legally binding contracts, by the way, when I was doing corporate mergers and acquisitions. I have really had the opportunity to deeply immerse myself in, in everything people, you know. My educational background is in industrial organizational psychology, so business psychology, basically. And uh, even business psychology is all about people, how they act and interact, how they create visible and invisible organizational structures that then impact and affect others. But in the end, it all comes down to people's needs or belief in what their needs are and their wants and their wishes. And, and it's about how they go about getting those needs and wants and wishes fulfilled. And I think that's essentially what makes people tick. And you see that very clearly in real estate transactions. When you consider, John, that the purchase of a house is likely one of the biggest financial investments people make in a lifetime, you will see that nervous energy and then the human behaviors that go along with that really come out in a very big way sometimes. So, um, yeah, to go back to your question, I think that having studied human behaviors my whole life and having honed those people skills, especially during the times that I was a chief people officer and a chief human resources officer, um, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that I do feel I have a, an advantage in that area. Hmm. So in your previous careers, how did you know when it was time for a change? Well, I've never stayed or intended to stay in a job for more than five years. As a matter of fact, I would announce on day one of a new job. <laughs> I would come in and say, hey, my name is Eden Elder, and I'm going to be here with you for the next five years. How did they um, react to that? Uh, very very uh, surprised. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know myself very well, and I get bored very, very easily, uh, and I've always needed constant challenges. But as I've gotten older, my, like I said before, my priorities have changed, and I'm done climbing corporate ladders. I don't need to prove anything to anyone ever again, as far as I'm concerned. And right now, I simply want to be an outstanding mother to my children. And as cheesy as it sounds, I just want to be an outstanding citizen. Um, the one thing that has always frustrated me in corporate is that no matter how you spin it, it's never about people. And uh, it's only about money. And at this point in my life, I just don't relate to that. So to me now, it's only about relationships. It's only about people and the way you treat them and help guide them in areas where you might be an expert and they might need your help. It's as simple as that. It's, uh, it's the easiest way for me to feel good about doing good in the world, you know, in my own small way. Yeah. So you mentioned it a little bit that you, um, you do have a few advanced degrees and then, of course, getting into real estate. There's all the education you had to go through. Uh, why do you think education is important? You've obviously spent a lot of time learning things. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I think education is truly the foundation of everything in life. Um, I have always enjoyed learning, and my degrees have many times been the stepping stone that I needed or wanted for my career. Um, and again, now that I'm older, I'm not solely hung up on academics anymore like I used to. Now I more clearly see the holistic balance of education with both academics as well as street smarts and emotional intelligence. And I think they're equal parts of this, this great gift that, that, is, uh, that is education, right? That is personal growth. I love educating others, and I love being educated by others. Um, yeah, the education is definitely very important to me. And human beings are never done, or at least should never be done learning. Uh, I think learning is what makes the world go around. So how do you carry that into your new career? 
So how do I carry the importance of education in my career as a realtor? Yeah. Uh, well, I started by selecting the CE shop to educate me about everything real estate, and that was a great experience for me. And I have since attended numerous continuous education programs, and I will continue to do so. Real estate, as you know, is, is an ever-changing, dynamic, and fluent occupation. And if I don't keep up with it and all the changes in it, I won't be able to serve my clients properly, right? So it would defeat the purpose of what I set out to do. Yeah. Well, Bo, what, what part do you think designations play in developing your business? You know, designations and, and certifications acknowledge the experience and the expertise in, in various real estate sectors, right? So they, they also show your clients that you're very serious about your occupation. So they demonstrate your commitment to your own professional development and ultimately to your customer service. So I'm a big fan of designations. It, it focuses my specialties, which will attract the type of clients that need what I can give them. And in my case, that's luxury real estate. Um, I will help anyone sell or buy a house, but my specialty is definitely the higher-end properties. And how did you figure out that specialty for yourself? You know, it, it truly is a personal preference. Mm -hmm. I get a lot more excited by nice, modern, uh, uh, or traditional for that matter, but, but upgraded houses, mm -hmm. right? I, I enjoy that. I try to do that in my own house. It certainly makes your job easier to sell a house when it's already beautiful, when you, yes. you know, when you come into it, as opposed yes. to we need to stage this, hide all your stuff. You know what? It absolutely is. And, and from my own experience, I have a lot more... Um, I have a lot more experience with houses that are kind of move-in ready and that have all the luxuries um, rather than trying to figure out, you know, what is hiding behind this door in this 1940s ranch yep. when I may never have seen what's hiding behind that door before and, I, and suddenly I can't relate. Yeah, right? exactly. So how do you think real estate helps to build a sense of community? Well, it literally builds community, right? Yeah. And it figuratively builds community by connecting people to their needs and wants and wishes. You know, personally, real estate is a way for me to give back to the community. A percentage of my professional fees goes to a good cause, or I let my clients choose a charity of their choice, and I make a donation in their name. And I do that with every single transaction. As a realtor, you're known in many communities, and we have ample opportunities to show our appreciation for working in these communities. And I think you can do that by both giving back and by making meaningful connections for people and with people. So going back to something you said before about um, wanting to spend more time with your kids, more time raising your kids, how do you stay sane maintaining a career while raising five kids? <laughs> well, I think working in real estate has made balancing home, la home life and work life a whole lot easier for me. Um, my last job as a chief human resources officer had me living on the East Coast 75% of the time. Oh, wow. I was hardly ever at home. But now I'm at home with my children every day or every evening, and I can help them with homework. I can have a real meaningful conversation with my 11-year-old at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, if need be. Um, and I can tuck the kids in at night, and that's important to me. Um, I am the type of person who goes insane by doing nothing. So it's really not that hard for me. And, and besides, I, I choose to believe that I'm setting a good example for my children, showing them the importance of balancing family and friends, doing volunteer work versus paid work, um, like helping people make real estate decisions, and also taking care of myself. I think it's really good for my kids to see that. Hmm. Do you miss corporate life? Doesn't sound Not like it. at all. <laughs> <laughs>
Not at all. So what do your kids think about you working in real estate? Well, you know, my kids really only need two things from me, or so it feels, right? The older ones need money, and they come back for money, and the younger ones just need my time and my attention and my being in the presence with them. So being in real estate really allows me to do that and, yeah. uh, and keep both those age groups happy, and so they're cool with it. After the break, we talk about the importance of making a business plan and how Eden's early successes led her to a new life in Denver real estate. Since 2012, Food for Thought has donated over 250 tons of food in an effort to eliminate weekend hunger for children in the Denver area. The average rhino weighs 1,500 pounds, which means that Food for Thought has provided 333 rhinos worth of food to hungry kids so far. To contribute to the next rhino worth of food, visit foodforthoughtdenver.org. So if you could go back to the beginning of your career, uh, I know you haven't been in real estate very long, but maybe the beginning of all, any of your careers, what is one thing you would have done differently? Well, and I, and I can actually uh, talk about the real estate career because okay. I already made a big mistake and I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have done that differently. But, um, you know, I've always preached about creating a solid strategic plan, you know, very corporate and then sticking to it. Um, but I did make my corporate, uh, my, my, my own business uh, uh, strategic plan, and I set out to stick to it, but I did make the mistake of falling into the trap of, of, of deviating from my marketing plan. Um, and that was based on the massive amount of calls and emails I received from people trying to sell me leads or advertisements. Mm. So um, my marketing plan clearly describes my intent to focus on my sphere of influence, right? And yet I ended up spending money and wasting time trying out other ways of getting leads. And um, I'm not saying that those other ways were better or worse. I'm just saying I didn't set out to take those ways, right? So I deviated from my script. And you know what? I got distracted. And I think I, I wasted quite a bit of time. Hmm. Um, so in the end, it wasn't a huge deal, um, especially since I just allowed myself to dip my toes in the water and not get sucked all the way in. Right. But I still believe that it has cost me a little bit of business. Hmm. So your advice would be make a plan and actually stick to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. And, and that goes back, you know, to the 30 years that I've spent in the, in the workforce. Just, you know, you, you, you create a plan, you stick to it. Yep. You need to be agile enough to make changes based on, you know, the market conditions. Or, Absolutely. Or whatever else may happen. But if you put a lot of effort into the beginning and to the creation of the plan, then life should be easy, right? Because then all you should have be. to do is check, check your balances yeah. and kind of, yeah, make it happen. So how'd you go in? How'd you go about making the the business plan? Um, did you know from the beginning you wanted to focus? Because you mentioned uh, your focus is kind of luxury real estate. Did you know that was going to be your focus, or did you have to figure yeah. that out? No, I, that actually came naturally to me. Because when I look at my sphere of influence and all the people around me in the last twenty or thirty or so years uh, of my life and my career, yeah. they've always been executives. Mm -hmm. And so I've I've been to their houses. I've I've seen what I liked. I strive to be there myself. I yeah. got there. And, and so now it felt really natural um, for me to, to, you know, to focus on the luxury real estate. That makes sense. Yeah. So I know that English isn't your first language. Um, 
Yeah, can, can you, you hear the me, accent? <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about uh, where where you grew up? Where are you from? Yeah, absolutely. I was born and raised in the Netherlands, or Holland as most people call it. And uh, I came to the United States uh, for educational purposes. I, uh, I had a master's degree in the Netherlands, and uh, I wanted to try out something else. And I so I did get a PhD here in the United States. And I never meant to actually stay here. I had always planned <laughs> to go back. Um, but I fell in love with this country and with the people. And uh, and every year I decided, no, I can stick around for another year. And then before you know it, you know, you're settled and yep. you have a husband and five kids and a couple <laughs> dogs. And yeah, you, you never go back. But, uh, but yeah, I, I grew up in Europe. So h- how did you end up in Denver? How did you come to Colorado? How did I end up in Denver? That's a good question. So I spent... A, a, a fair amount of, of my U.S. life on the East Coast. Um, and then uh, and then actually, so here's kind of a funny story. I was in consulting in the first part of my career, and uh, we worked on commission. And I made a lot of money. I was a really good salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was able to retire when I was close to 30. I think I was 29 years old. Wow. And I decided to move to uh, Prescott, Arizona, of all places in the world. It was back then, it was truly a slice of heaven. And I decided I was going to spend a few years just hanging out on my porch and, and um, looking at the pine trees and taking it all in and, and looking Sounds at the nice. hummingbirds every day. And um, I went through that phase where you want to find yourself and mm-hmm. you want to find out, you know, what is life all about and, and why are we here and all that good stuff. So I did that for a few years. And I can honestly say I did figure it out <laughs> to the point where I feel good about the answers, right? Yeah. And I and I accepted, fully accepted myself and my role in, in this world. And um, this is pre-children. But, um, and, and, and then the boredom started <laughs> <laughs> hitting me really hard. So... Uh, I decided to go back to work, and uh, I just couldn't find anything exciting in uh, in, in in Arizona. Uh, but I did see some jobs that I really liked in Denver, and so mm. I packed up and moved to Denver. And uh, at that point, I, I got into private education, which was great, great for learning lessons about what you don't want in life, right? Yeah. So I quickly moved on from that. But yeah, it it's it's definitely been a fun 25 or so years in the states yeah that's awesome (laughs) so denver's real estate market is crazy past few years it's been one of the hottest in the country how much did that factor into your decision to get into the the industry you know what as weird as this sounds it it didn't factor in at all it really not at all because i i wasn't doing it for the money anymore I'm, i'm not I just wanted to find something that would allow me to have fun and and be truly good to people yeah. and, and partner with them. My, my slogan is Realtor Eden, your partner in real estate, right? And that partnering, that partnership, that partnering is very important to me yeah. because that's where I can counter everything that bothered me so much in corporate and, and showcase what I find of value, right? Which is to really listen to people, to understand their needs, and also to kind of gently, but but um, um, and, and gently and passionately, but but very truthfully, set them straight when they have ideas that are just not going to work mm-hmm. or that are not going to get them that dream house, right? So, also given that I'm Dutch, I think my background 
uh, and people know this about the Dutch, is we are very, we're direct and we don't dance very well. Mm -hmm. We just give it to you straight. And I found that I've had to soften that up a little bit. Yeah. That that was slapped out of me very early on. <laughs> <laughs> I was told by a very wonderful mentor that if I wanted to make it in corporate America, I had, I had to learn to dance a little bit. And um, so I slowly learned to dance, but I realized that people really like and appreciate that honesty. Yeah. As brutal as sometimes it is, right? Because you may not like the answer um, when you ask a question, but I'll give it to you straight. But I do it because I, I care. I don't want you to buy a house, uh, you know, with blindfolds on. I, I, I want to make sure you go in well prepared, and mm -hmm. that's where I come in. But some people can handle it and some don't. But I always do it with a smile on my face and, and hopefully with, you know, as genuine a heart as, you know, as you can recognize in me. So you mentioned a little bit about how you uh, you, you make it a, a core part of your business to give back. Yes, that's why, super why important you, to me. Why, why is it so important? You know, I have lived a very privileged life, right? And I, at some point, again, I just recognized my friends, my, my sphere of influence, uh, the people I surround myself with, and even the little friends of my kids in school, they are still among the top 1% in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's not real life. Right. And so I have traveled very extensively, I, very extensively all over the world. And it, it opens your eyes to, to what life is really about for most people, right? And so it occurred to me that it's wrong. It's just so wrong to be... To, to have all of what we have and live such an easy life if you you know if you think about it yeah. without giving back to the people who just don't have chances um, in life they don't have opportunities and so I find it very important to to help them um, I do open my door to every person that knocks and I invite them in and I let them talk hmm. and um, and I tell them it's not always been that easy for me I've struggled too right um, and that's not what life is all about. Life is about how you handle the struggles that are served to you, right? And so that is what I try to teach others. Um, but yeah, giving back is super important to me. And again, trying to set that example for my children, right? Because it irritates me sometimes when I look at my children or I hear them talk, how um, how they how self centered they are and how. They go through life with this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, that self-entitlement, that mm -hmm. entitlement. And it makes me angry because I don't believe in entitlement. Um, I didn't get where I got today because I, I sat on my butt all day long. I mean, I worked for it really hard, and I pushed myself, and, and, and I... You know, but I recognize that even when you have that mindset and even when that's what you want to do, some people still don't get the opportunities to go there, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's a disconnect. Um, and so that's where I want to help. That's great. Okay, uh, that's a great note to end on. So we'll stop there. Thank you, Eden, for joining me. And thank you so much for having me. It was fun. 
That was Eden Elder, licensed broker with Equity Colorado Real Estate. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Shop Talk on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review. It's simple, but it goes a long way toward helping other people discover the real estate stories we share here. Join us next time as we dive deep into ethics, why they matter in real estate, and how you can ensure you're being ethical in every business decision you make. Shop Talk is a production of the CE Shop. Mm-hmm.